0: G'day everyone, Dylan from the News Fighters Podcast here, and I bet you hate ads as much as I do. So if you want to get rid of all the ads in the News Fighters Podcast, including this one, sign up to our Patreon at patreon.com newsfighters, where you'll get every episode ad-free, sometimes released early, and monthly bonus episodes, all for as little as $6 a month. So join now at patreon.com slash newsfighters. Now, on with the show.
1: <clears throat> You're listening to the Sans Pants Network
0: Home of comedy, <laughs>
1: culture, adventures,
2: and ghosts This is News Fighters Where we fight the news so you don't have to With Dylan Behan
0: all right, and joining me now on News Fighters to wrap up the year that was 2022 is a very regular guest on the show. I haven't caught up with her, I think, in about a year. Welcome back, uh, Beck Melrose. How are you going, Beck? How's your year been? Great.
3: Well, I can't believe it's been a year, um, but it's been a year. <laughs> Hasn't it?
0: Been a year. Now, just, just yeah. to tell everyone, we're recording this. I'm off on holidays since I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt and my holiday hat. So we're recording this mid November and it's going to go out probably uh, early December. So. You know, if there's no references to the nuclear apocalypse in this episode, that's why.
3: Yeah, it's not that we didn't want to talk about it because it's so boring compared to the rest of the miserable news we've been dealing with for year.
0: Or whatever, whatever other big news stories happen in the next two weeks, it's it's we're not talking about it because we're recording this. This is mid-November, so um, yeah, how's your year been?
3: It has been wild. I've been working on a bunch of news shows. I feel like it has broken my brain. <laughs> Uh, I've been focusing so much on all the little happy stories along the way and it's been exciting to see the world get on board with those things. Do you remember the pony that became mayor? A beer-drinking therapy pony mm. who drinks Irish stouts and is a regular visitor at the pub. Well, he's been appointed mayor. <laughs> of course he has.
0: The pony, a miniature Shetland named Patrick, frequents a pub in Devon, England, with the landlord reserving a special corner for him to enjoy his Guinness.
2: Makes me proud to be
0: Irish. <laughs> Our locals started an online petition to make him the official mayor of the town, which was successful. I think we need to put the, the pony on the $5 note. This is the uh, the next... Yes. You know, I don't think... <laughs> Zelensky, you're in a battle for the time person of the year, I think. It could be you or the pony.
3: The pony uh, also had... A drink of beer, I think, which to me, I was like, could you get better than this? And then they let it into a pub and it had a beer. And I thought, that's it for me. There's not going to be a better news story. <laughs> uh, it's been a wild year. And then there was the chess scandal as well. That was kind of a nice, fun distraction to talk about chess and anal beads for a little bit. It's a scandal rocking the chess world.
2: Wow, what a result. Wow.
0: Growing allegations that 19-year-old chess star Hans Niemann has cheated his way through the ranks. Initial claims of cheating stem from a match in St. Louis on September 5th when the 19-year-old Hans Niemann caused a massive upset, defeating world champion Magnus Carlsen in the Singfield Cup. The alleged cheating is said to have been aided by prompts from a third party. Some of the more Baroque speculation alleged Niemann used wireless sex toys to receive signals. I hate to say it, I was researching this story today. I think this might have been a bit of a conspiracy theory. No one's... It's a great idea, and it is hilarious that they do now have to uh, run a metal detector over people's buttholes before chess games. But I don't think anyone's... Do they really? I, (laughs) I don't think anyone's actually admitted to cheating with uh, with uh, anal beads in a chess game.
3: I mean, you wouldn't admit it, would you? If you've, like, f- for multiple reasons, I think I'd be keeping that pretty strictly to myself. But it was all a beat up, right? Like, I think it was just an Elon Musk tweet that kicked off all the speculation. I don't think there was anything to it.
0: Wikipedia refers to it as a conspiracy theory. But, I mean, it is a secret that's very easy to keep in your pants, so who knows?
3: Yeah, I'll see if uh, I might use them for my next job interview, just see if that helps. I don't know.
0: So what were the absolute biggest stories of the year? Take us through them.
3: The election. Do you remember we had an election this year? Vaguely? Was that this year? Was that this, year? this I'm sure it was this year. It was this year. It feels like, it al- feels like forever ago.
0: It feels like Albo has been in for years because I don't know, because he's just kind of there in the background. Not in a bad way. Like, ScoMo felt like he was in for years every month just because of all the controversies, whereas Albo's just kind of like, you know, the guy at the party in the background you don't pay any attention to it a little bit. It's like, he comes on the news, you're like,
3: oh, yeah, him. He's all right. <laughs> that's right. The dude that drinks beers and all the weird indie bands we forgot about from the 2000s, that's, that's our leader.
0: Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has channeled his inner Bob Hawke sculling a beer at a Gang of Youths concert in Sydney's Inner West overnight.
3: It does feel like he's been in forever, but it was so strange to me thinking that the election was this year. It feels Mm. like eons ago. And in the lead up to the election, there was all this chat about Scott Morrison, this fake dude who pretends to have all these jobs and he's just (laughs) putting on hats. And we couldn't have been more wrong. He had... All the jobs. That's right. You name it, he did it.
0: A new book on how Australia was governed through the pandemic has revealed Scott Morrison had himself secretly sworn in as Health and Finance Minister.
2: In all, he secretly
3: appointed himself to five ministries between March 2020 and May 2021.
0: In the shadow of the pandemic, Scott Morrison silently built a one man cabinet. And,
3: you know, people were complaining he didn't know about the price of bread and milk. He was busy, he had his hands full. Poor dude, I don't know how he did it. Good on him, uh, know, but was, I'm sure he's
0: resting. It was great. Even after he lost the prime ministership, this, this controversy about him having all the ministries came out a, a couple of months later, and he, he had to go back and do one of his trademark uh, ranty press conferences. I got a whole episode out of it. It was great, great gear.
2: The fact that ministers were unaware of these things is actually
0: proof of my lack of interference or intervention in any of their activities. I miss,
3: I miss oh, Sco- very good content. <laughs> I,
0: yeah, I miss Skomo's, you know, angry, contradictory man character. He was so great for comedy.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing for this year is that we have had a lot of losses for the comedy community. Uh, unfortunately, Albo just hasn't done anything that hilarious yet, but I'm sure we'll give him time.
0: <laughs> Let hey, him we, settle in. We could still have a Barnaby comeback. That's what we're hoping for. <laughs>
3: Yeah, well, the Barnaby was on Sunrise this morning, declaring that global warming was over. So you know he's was, not going anywhere. Because it was
0: raining. Yes, thanks, Barnaby. Thanks
2: for that. <laughs> We've solved we've solved global warming. We've solved the drought. We've obviously fixed that problem. So next go on to the well, next one. Well, we haven't because global warming actually creates rain as well. But we'll we'll talk
3: about that again. So I mean that's science, Betty. <laughs> Uh, My favourite thing out of the election, though, and and I know we were both very deeply enmeshed in the election this year, but Mm -hmm. one thing that really calmed me down and kind of gave me pause was a guided meditation that goes for over an hour that was released by the Liberal Party. And Uh I think we've got a little clip of it that that we can play for you. So, yeah, just take a deep breath, maybe light some incense, relax, put on a candle and just get ready to...
2: Welcome to the Liberals' guided meditation. Elections can be
0: stressful. This meditation will bring you back to a calm and knowledgeable place. Breathe in. Under the Liberals, the small business tax rate is 25%. Breathe out. Under Labour, the small business tax rate was 30%. What the hell is this, Beck? Where did you find this? This was on an official Liberal Party YouTube channel, was it?
3: It's on their official YouTube channel. I think with the election, they went a bit mental, didn't they, with their memes and their social media presence. I don't know who their social media advisors were, but this one just was absolutely cooked. Uh, It captured my heart. I listened to it so many times. Unfortunately, it loops. I did try to listen to the full hour, but... They couldn't get through a full hour of guided meditation.
0: The irony being that listening to Albo's press conferences now, they're like a guided meditation as well. They're just so calm and quiet compared to to ScoMo's ones.
3: Yeah, that's true. Maybe we don't need it anymore. Yeah. The Libs actually did us a favor. And of course, uh, that
0: wasn't the only, I guess, major head of state we had changed this year, I guess you, you would say.
3: Yeah, well, we we lost the Queen, didn't we? And uh, you and I were working together on a comedy news quiz when that happened. So that was a very interesting week to think, how are we going to broach this?
0: (laughs) It was good. I remember at the beginning of the season, we were all like, what are we going to talk? Like looking at the calendar and it's like there's the Commonwealth Games coming up and that's it. Like, what are we going to talk about for the next eight weeks? We had the Queen die. We had British Prime Minister's change every three hours. It wound up up being a a great time for... For, well, I wouldn't say comedy with the Queen dying, but there was certainly enough going on, that's for sure.
3: <laughs> yes, and that filled the news cycle for a very long time. Longer, certainly, than I expected. But there were little moments out of the Queen's passing that mm. uh, that really surprised me how much coverage they got. One was the queue, the mm-hmm. giant queue. and. You seem to remember a queue for a
0: queue. Yes, the queue was Was so long you had to queue to get in the queue (laughs) in a You had to queue to get into a queue.
3: Now, this is the queue before you get into the official queue. So all these people don't have numbered wristbands yet. That's what they're queuing for uh, before then they can finally start that eight kilometre stretch along the Thames over Lambeth
0: Bridge to Westminster Hall. And then I'm sure after that they closed the park and people were waiting outside the park. So there was a queue for the queue for the queue, which (laughs) <laughs> very, oh very British, very British. But I loved how Britain it did it. very like, British. People set up uh, coffee carts and even little, you could buy, get a little gin and tonic in the queue while you're waiting because the line was for, I think, up to 12, even I think David Beckham was in the queue for like 24 hours That's or right.
3: Oh, I forgot about that. And And he could have been ushered to the front, but he wanted to queue with everybody else.
0: That's Man right. of the and people,
3: David Beckham.
0: And my favourite quote from the year was, he bought everyone in the queue donuts. So now, David Beckham's nickname is Donut Dave.
3: Soccer superstar David Beckham. He came here to Southwark Park, he got a wristband like everybody else, and queued up for 12 hours before he finally made it into Westminster Hall. People around him were calling him Donut Dave because of the donuts he was handing out to everybody. Oh, that's right. <laughs>
0: it's like oh. you, the just struggling to come up <laughs> with yeah. news stories. All right, people are queuing for a week. What what's the angle? <laughs> Donut Dave? Great.
3: And the thing that got me too was that all of a sudden everyone was such a royal fanatic. Mm. And if you got King Charles if you were calling King Charles Prince Charles, people were snapping you into line pretty, pretty damn quickly. Mm. Um I, you know, a lot of the old people in my life seem to struggle with pronouns, but they got Prince Charles to King Charles overnight and they are policing that.
0: And there was that great clip literally from within, I think, 10 minutes or 15 minutes after the Queen's death was announced on ITV.
3: Just interrupt you because we just had a statement from uh, His Majesty the Queen. Um, do you, I should read it to you. Um, it's literally just been issued case. by Buckingham Palace. So It's on, from His Majesty the King and it's dated Thursday, the 8th of September, 2022, a statement from His Majesty the Queen. Uh, sorry, a statement from His Majesty the King. You can see that even yeah, those of us so who, have, familiar, uh, who have who uh, have followed this for a long time can still make those mistakes. <laughs> oh no, I missed that. <laughs> which was oh great, boy, which
0: was great. So yeah, I think there's there's definitely, and then we're going to have the King's birthday long weekend next year. It's going to it's going to take a bit of getting used to.
3: Yep, and then all the changes of the money as well. We don't know whether he's going to be on the $5 note. There's been all that great speculation about who should be on it. Do you have a theory?
0: Uh, I'm curious what the Republican movement wants because I feel like the Republican movement really wants King Charles to be on all the money because then people will look at this and be like, ugh.
3: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, we need a daily reminder of this.
0: <laughs> like, who's this? I'd I like didn't vote see- for him, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know what the queen him? the queen was like the grandma we all grew up with but but king charles is going to be like i didn't vote for this guy where did he come from
3: yeah, I, I think that's probably a good point. It would be a very good campaigning strategy for them to have him on the money. I reckon it should be an everyday Australian. I would love to just see everyone get a turn on the $5 note.
0: That would be good. They could just print them bespoke. You know, with a lot of books on Amazon, they do print on demand now. We just have every, everyone mail in your I mean, they already have the passport office photos. I'm sure they could be easy to get. There's enough yeah. data hacks at the moment. It wouldn't be <laughs> too it. hard just to get that. Just ask Medibank or bang. That's all we need.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Comes a nice little circular business model. And then there was the big parade, right? Yes, there was the big uh, procession and uh, we had to watch all of the royals march with all of their military badges. I don't know what they're for. I don't know. Other than Harry, I don't know that any of them have actually served. They're probably for cutting bookstore ribbons and that kind of thing at this point. There's a couple of sex scandal badges in there, I'm sure, that have been hard won. But uh, there was one article that I read that cracked me up that said that the Queen had flip-flopped on queer rights as a criticism, but she right. she lived for 100 years. <laughs> I would have been more upset if she didn't flip-flop on stuff. Like, that's the most 2022 thing to be like, oh, she, she changed her mind. Good for her.
0: Yeah, I mean, if she had have been very pro-trans rights during, say, World War II, that would have been quite a distraction at the time. <laughs>
3: I I can imagine. Time has changed. She's learned. She's learned and grown. Also, one of my favourite bands wrapped up this year. Midnight Oil played uh, what they're saying is their last concert.
0: uh, Do you think it'll hold? Do you think this is a legit farewell tour or will they be back for the next farewell tour?
3: Well, it felt like a farewell tour. When I saw them, they played for over three hours. This woman behind me yelled out, shut up, you dickhead, and sing another song while Peter Garrett was out talking about climate change. I just thought, where do you think you are? Like, <laughs> you're at a midnight oil concert. They're going to talk about climate change.
0: Did you think this was a, a, a someone who wasn't aligned with the oil's politics went to the concert?
3: <laughs> I don't know what she was doing at the concert. She mustn't have listened to any of their music, or if she was, it, it would be like someone listening to the Wiggles And Mm. just letting the meaning of hot potatoes sail straight over their head. Like, she had no idea what she was doing Stop singing
0: songs about vegetables and cars.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Wake up, Jeff. (laughs) Uh, Maybe
0: she just just likes the drum solos.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Rob Hurst, Mm. I'll get behind that. But, yeah, it was was an odd experience and Mm -hmm. uh, I'll be sad to see them go. Hopefully they still play a few live gigs. And, I mean, I hope this woman maybe listens to their back (laughs) catalogue. Now,
0: how old is Peter Garrett now and whatever he's on, can he give to Joe Biden? Because in my mind, they must be within 10 years of each other, but one of them is dancing around like a madman and the other one can barely walk by the looks of it.
3: They're incredible. The athleticism of that concert, mm. especially for Rob, Hur- Rob Hurst, like there's mm. not a break. Um, And Mm. they played for hours. I was tired. All the people around me. I mean, their fans, let's be honest, are aging as well. I was one of their younger fans. And there are people with knee injuries. I ended up having to get physio a couple of days later. (laughs) We struggled, but we fought through it.
0: Of course, Head Injuries is the famous Midnight Oil album from the Uh, early 80s. Now it would be called Knee Injuries, I think.
3: This is a really, actually, I didn't think of that. I was just going full method with my uh, appreciation of their music. But there's been a real cultural renaissance this year too. I feel like nostalgia for the near past is back. I'm seeing a lot of 2000s fashion and style and music. There are all those... um. Uh, nostalgia festivals too That are popping up I went to go and see Grinspoon And Friends All Wrong That's all happening It's very, very odd But even Algo was getting in On the action this year Did you ever come across The story about him uh, Meeting Fat Man Scoop And offering a DJ At Fat Man Scoop's concert?
0: Yes, this is the bromance that Fatman Scoop won't let go away. It seems like I think whenever Albo goes on Brisbane Radio on whatever the, the B105 whatever the station is there, they <laughs> they call up Fatman Scoop and Fatman Scoop hassles Albo.
1: And here's what we're going to do. You're going to DJ while I perform. Can oh. you do that, sir? Yeah, where 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 are we going to do that? Yeah. Here's, all you got to do is put on a cool shirt, <laughs> take a shower, bring your laptop. I'm going to show you exactly what to do. That sounds pretty good. I don't know what I'm doing on the 11th of November.
0: Actually, it was meant to be the other day, because like, Fat Man yeah. Scoop's emceeing these big, like, you know, I think, um, is it Salt and Pepper? I don't know, all these old 90s R&B acts are playing, and it's like I don't quite think Albo playing um, Midnight Oil or, or uh, Frenzel Rom or um, any of those bands will quite fit in with your vibe there, Fatman Man Scoop.
3: No, no, I don't know what Fat Man Scoop was thinking, but it would have been very cool to see. I really would have been into seeing Albo DJ with Fat Man Scoop, but I think he might have some slightly more important business to tend to and put on pen at the
0: moment. Yes, sorry, he can't meet Xi Jinping. He's got got a DJ festival. Slightly the wrong reason to get into politics if you just want the DJ gigs.
3: (laughs) If you've got skewed diplomatic priorities, put your hands up. (laughs) That's him.
0: Uh, and what are the other? What's the other big story? I guess uh, COVID hasn't really gone away this year.
3: No, unfortunately. And uh, I've just had COVID for the first time, so I'm oh, feeling no. pretty invincible. Did you have it this year too?
0: I did. I had it. I very cleverly. All my bosses loved me. I had it between two jobs, <laughs> two
3: contracts. Oh, that's great. That's that's very productive of you. <laughs>
0: Perfect timing for not getting any paid days off.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, great, great, but. Uh, wonderful timing for your employers, which is the most important thing in these uh, late stage capitalism days.
0: Exactly. When the boss got sick on the next job, I'm like, I'll be in. Don't you worry. I just had it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it feels like we've gone full circle that we had lockdowns that we've gone through. All the restrictions have changed. We've been through a million and one iterations and variants and subvariants and goodness knows. But I feel like we had a real full circle moment just today. Actually, I was reading about the Majestic Princess docking in Sydney. The Majestic Princess cruise ship, which has more than 800 confirmed COVID cases on board, has docked this morning in Sydney. Princess Cruises says all guests have undergone rapid antigen tests in the last 24 hours. Those with COVID will be separated from those who tested negative. Now, the Majestic Princess, a cruise ship, With over 800, so far, confirmed COVID
1: (laughs) cases on it. 800
0: COVID cases. Now, I'm not quite sure why people are rushing back to the cruise ships. Are they hoping they'll get COVID and the trip will be extended? Is this the, oh, I got 14 14 days for the price of 10, or I don't quite know what they're thinking here.
3: I don't quite understand it either, but watching all of the Vox Pops on the news this morning of people just walking off and going, oh, I get back on tomorrow, or I am getting back on tomorrow to go to Melbourne, I thought... I'm just built different. I think that sounds like my nightmare being stuck on a cruise ship unavoidable, like COVID everywhere. I don't know. But I guess some people are optimistic and ready to bounce back a uh, little before I am. So good for them, I guess. <laughs> I assume if <laughs> you like. Brace if you yourself, like a- Sydney.
0: If you like a holiday on a cruise ship, you probably don't have an issue with claustrophobia to begin with because you are signing up yeah. to basically be locked in a room for 10 days anyway. <laughs> and, of course, one of the, uh, I guess, symptoms of flow-on effects from COVID, which hasn't gone away this year, has been shortages. There's labour shortages everywhere. Um, I saw something great. I was uh, looking – again, it sums up my character. I was looking in a vintage clothes shop. And, um, and uh, the first time I ever saw this, someone came up with their CV And the woman behind the counter said, "Great, I've got shifts next week." I'm like, "Wow, there is a labour shortage on." Wow, yeah,
3: Yeah. that never would have happened. Remember how hard it was to try and get a part time job
0: after uni? Yeah, this was just a uni student in Newtown. I'm like, you have no idea what what a great time it is. I've half thought about like instead of a gym membership, I'm just going to go get a job as a baggage handler at the airport and get paid twenty five bucks an hour. (laughs)
3: Yeah, why not? I mean, what do you have to do to handle baggage these days anyway? It just all seems to be disappearing. Doesn't look that difficult. It'll be fine.
0: You're just like, eh, I put it on a plane. I don't know which plane. Job done. <laughs>
3: Who cares? <laughs> People will probably be delayed. Their plane won't be taken off anyway. It doesn't really matter where their bags end up. Oh, what a year we've had. But the shortages have been – it's not just labour. It's everything. I, I did a very quick sweep because I've been reading about it all year and I thought, God, what have we run out of? So there have been threats that will run out of oil, like cooking oil. Potatoes, lettuce.
0: Again, the war in Ukraine, something we haven't talked about. A lot of oil and uh, both uh, sunflower oil and gas. There's a lot of this stuff. I never realised how much uh, wheat Ukraine was responsible for before this year.
3: Yeah, that's the other thing, wheat. I mean, we're learning a lot about uh, people's exports, which I think is really nice. But Mm -hmm. swimming instructors is another one we're short on. Santas. We don't have many mall Santas for Christmas. Microchips, frozen veggies, oysters, fruit, Christmas trees, prescription medications, truck drivers, Panadol, baby formula, wines and spirits, lawn chairs, garage doors, butter, cream cheese, cereal tampons eggs gas canned foods watermelon don't know why milk fertilizer chicken almonds blackberries tomatoes rice there's just been everything a sh- shortage of everything uh with the supply chain squeeze and lawn chairs is an interesting one i don't know why we're short on lawn chairs but summer's going to be uh, very uncomfortable a lot of grass rashes. i'm expecting coming into summer can we combine some jobs here? Can we
0: maybe, okay, you're a swimming instructor. Can you just hop in this truck and drive this truck to the <laughs> full of uh, blueberries or blackberries to, uh, to uh, oh, yeah, your swimming lesson tomorrow is in uh, Darwin. Can you just drive this truck yeah. of chickens up there?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should probably start doing a bit of a skill swap, I think. We really need it. I don't really want to run out of cream cheese either, so if someone could do something about that before that becomes a problem, I'd really appreciate it. And then the lions got out the other week too, which is the other story that just captivated my heart.
1: Tonight, lions on the loose.
3: Lions on the
1: loose. Five lions. On the loose.
3: Lions on the loose.
1: It's not very often we get called to lions on the loose. The zoo went into lockdown after five lions managed
0: to escape from their enclosure. Every single commercial network led with the lion. even the ABC led with the lions on the loose. It was like, this is the news story we all need right
3: now. Absolutely. My heart fell out my butt when I saw that breaking news banner pop up in the morning because every time I've watched the news this year and it's been breaking news, it's never good. And the fact that nobody was injured, the lions got back, we all just got a little bit of pizzazz and excitement in, in our day. I was there for it. I watched it all unfold live. It was brilliant. Uh, and all of the speculation, like Koshi was trying to say, oh, there's a hole that they've dug. I was watching the Today Show, and on the Today Show they were saying that they thought they they could see lions digging under the fence. It was just so exciting. And I think the last time we had that kind of excitement was when the baboons got loose in Newtown.
0: A troop of baboons on the loose. Baboons on the loose. Baboons on the loose tonight.
2: Baboons on the loose. It's not clear yet how many baboons were on the loose.
0: Remarkable. We did an episode, I think, February 2020, and we all know what happened next. We did.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So... I don't know what's coming next still, but I am a little bit nervous that we're here chatting. There have been animals on the loose. I don't know, don't know what's coming up in the news next week, but let's just say thank goodness you're going on holiday. <laughs>
0: yes. Hopefully it's not another pandemic. Had enough of those for a little while.
3: Yeah, exactly. Um, I've been watching a lot of morning news as well, and I'm Mm -hmm. sure you would have seen that they declared Jerry Lee Lewis dead before Jerry Lee Lewis had passed
1: away, which was pretty embarrassing. A day
0: day or two before, they were ahead of the story.
1: (laughs) On October 26th, TMZ published an article stating that Jerry was dead. The outlet then quickly issued a retraction, writing earlier today, we were told by someone claiming to be Lewis's rep that he had passed. That turned out not to be the case. TMZ regrets the error. So I think I've
3: I've got a bit of a theory that in future, when they're reporting on a celebrity death and they don't have all the information, I think they should report it like the Bureau of Meteorology. (laughs) They give give it a percentage score. You know, there's a 30% chance that Jerry Lee Lewis is dead. But looking at the five-day forecast, things are not looking so good for Jerry Lee Lewis. And <laughs> just save a lot of face, I think.
0: Yeah, I think there's a number of there's still a number of old celebrities. The Queen has gone, Angela Lansbury has gone, Jerry Lee Lewis has gone. But you know, there is there is a bunch who I think we, we could, I'm sure, given the Australian gambling market, we could probably place bets on.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, this is the good thing. It's, it's a bookie's dream, isn't it? I mean, it's not very ethical, but. If you want to put a couple of uh, ailing celebrities in a Quinella, it could be a very exciting 2023 for you.
0: <laughs> Sounds great. Henry Kissinger's chance of dying today, put at 12%. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: boy. All right,
0: Beck. thanks for joining us. And uh, where can people find you? You got any shows coming up?
3: Yes. Uh, so I'll be touring um, in Brisbane in December. But if you follow me at Beck Melrose on Instagram, I'll have all my tour information up there.
0: Brilliant. And uh, doing the festivals again next
3: year? Sure am. Can't believe it's come around so soon, but yes, I am.
0: (laughs) Hopefully the Zeta variant won't shut down all the comedy festivals and we'll see you there.
3: (laughs) Awesome. I look forward to it. (laughs) See ya. Bye, Jill.
0: Alrighty, that's episode 118 of News Fighters. A big thank you to Beck Melrose for stopping by to wrap up the year. And stick around because two weeks from now I'm doing my monologue year in review where I look back on some of the funniest clips and stories and issues of the year and just kind of tie a bow around 2022 so we can just move on. Anyways, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Don't forget, um, subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash newsfighters and on your podcasting app of choice. We're on Twitter and Instagram at newsfighterspod. If you want to support the show, uh, you can get all our bonus episodes. I think there's 15 or 20 of them at patreon.com slash newsfighters. um, Or you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash newsfighters and if you want to keep on top of everything that's happening with the show uh in terms of our plans for next year sign up for our free newsletter at newsfighters.com Alrighty, that's it we'll see you in a fortnight thanks again to beck keep fighting and bye for now
2: this is news fighters where we fight the news so you don't have to
0: G'day everyone, Dylan from the News Fighters podcast here Now it's getting to be that time of the year where we look back and reflect And decide to give money to the podcasts we like to listen to So, how about you give me money at patreon.com slash newsfighters To say, thanks for a great show, I really enjoyed it this year, keep making it Once again, patreon.com slash newsfighters Thanks again, goodbye